Welcome to the Skyda Softball Podcast. Your host, Matt Scott, will be interviewing players from past events and future events. And now, your host, Matt Scott. Hey, this is Barry Klankenek with Clank's Mosquito and Ant Control. We're a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Uh, if you need a quote or have any questions, feel free to reach out via Facebook. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Sky to Softball Podcast. It's been a minute. We've had a few weeks off, but we're back. This episode, we're talking with one of our supporters, sponsors, whatever you want to call him. He is the most interesting man in baseball, as I like to call him, Mr. Matt Heckler. Pegs, thanks for coming on the podcast finally, my guy. I'm happy to be here, Matthew. You know, your intro, you, your voice sounds good. You, like, you got to, you've been practicing a little bit, or maybe you're just getting skilled at this. <laughs> uh, I think this is episode 41, so I hope I'm getting skilled at this. Well, there you go. But uh, so, so, wait, I'm 41? Yeah. Okay, you know. 40, you 40 easy to remember. Yeah, I mean, 40 episodes in, I mean. It's kind of hard to believe because I don't think I ever told you the gist of this. It started out as a class assignment from one of my professors saying, hey, you're you're passionate about what you're doing for your charity. So just talk about this in my class. No problem. You know, the podcast is one of the assignments. You know, no big deal. I'm just kind of like, all right, cool. Let's roll with it. Hey, in the biz, we call that killing two birds with one stone. You know what I mean? Easy two birds with one stone. But uh, Peg's just a... Just some basic con- questions. I usually ask the guys and girls who have been on the podcast before. Start off, who was your favorite team and athlete? Favorite team and I guess you could say athlete growing up. Okay, my favorite MLB team growing up, I, th- I would say the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, not for just because, you know, growing up playing in, down in the, the AU National, you know, it was every summer they had the big tournament on there. That, that was back when AU was big. Um, and so that's relevant because dude, I've been to like nine Rays games because <laughs> we'd always go to a game. We're down there and I just, you know, I liked it. And, uh, I liked when they had Evan Longoria and BJ Upton. I oh, loved Evan, Evan Longoria. BJ Melvin, the one mm-hmm. that Braves fans will never be a f- uh, fan of. Melvin Jr. Yeah, Melvin, whatever his name is. You know, you change your name, career goes off. Uh, another case point, uh, you know, Giancarlo Stanton used to be Mike Stanton. Yeah. Bet you didn't know that, did you? I did. I mean, I, I bet a lot of people out there listened to you. Yeah. You're a baseball guy. You know that. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness to Upton's case, I mean, it's like, as soon as he got that big contract, everything went downhill for him. Yep. Like, that's yeah. how it usually goes. But Hey, Stanton hits 400 foot shots and, Little League Yankee Stadium. I think I just triggered some Yankees fans out there. But uh yeah, Jersey sales, thank you. I mean, hey, sales are sales. It's it's killing the business. Whatever whatever you can do to make some money. I but, mean, this ain't no charity. This ain't no soup kitchen. No. But uh, another thing, uh um, Matt, one of the things I usually talk to with the guys and girls, and I feel like you could probably give this from a few different perspectives, is their recruiting process, what that was like for you coming up through high school and getting offers from, you know, colleges as you ended up going to the College of Charleston. You know, talk about what that was like for you and your, and your family going through that, uh, I guess you could say, experience. And then the, the, to give you the other half of that question, what advice would you give to anybody that's – starting their own recruiting experience, I guess you'd say what from, I feel like, I feel like you can give it from just the general perspective. And as I mentioned in your introduction, you are a certified. Dude, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give these kids advice and this will be, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a neutral third party. I, I see it both sides. You know, if you're going to hear a college coach's sales pitch, it's going to be biased. And you know, so I, I'll tell you straight up. Um, 
so I guess when I when I was getting recruited, uh, I went to Riverside High School. Dude, it was a lot different. Did I get, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Matt. God dang it, my bad. Did you have any <laughs> did, did you have any more to go? No, I mean it's just like I feel like you give a perspective from both just growing up and experiencing that, but then like you're saying the you know experience experiencing it as an agent because I feel like as you know me and you've known each other for a couple of years now. You've gone to high schools, you talked to these you know kids you know nationwide. I I, I think, but uh, you know just what advice would you give to those kids? You know just from general. Uh, I guess you could say a general perspective and then just from the agent side of things. Yeah. So the advice I would give is, you know, a lot of, uh, man, it's, it's so much different nowadays than when I was um, playing uh, just because of, I mean, man, it's just, you know, it, the internet really, like when I was in high school, we had cell phones, but like, you know, people, they couldn't a lot, rarely did people have like, you know, camera phones. Um, and so there just wasn't, you know, content out there uh you know a lot of it was word of mouth um and you, you know how to go see guys yourself um and then nowadays compared you know guys college coaches are freaking recruiting off twitter you know they don't even go to uh so you know the advice the one thing that that i see like most of is these kids they decommit or sorry they commit so early um Without talking to any other school. Now, you know, I know some kids, you know, they come out of the womb and they're, they're, they're meant to be a Gamecock or Clemson Tiger, um, you know, especially from our state. But, you know, I, the advice I would give is, yeah, okay, let's, let's presume we're talking about like a mega stud here, right? Like a potential, right. uh, you know, out of, out of high school draft type player. Um, say he plays on the Canes national team, right? Um, and so say that, uh, in my opinion – a college coach that offers, because uh, there's guys like committing as eighth graders now, uh, eighth grade, ninth grade. If a college coach does that, he's not looking out for your best interests. A college coach, what, here's what, in my opinion, a college coach that cared about a young buck like that, they say, hey, listen, man, I'm not going to offer you yet just because uh, neither your skill level or ability, just because your age. Um, next year, you know, we'll, we'll talk, but I don't want you to commit to me if I'm the only school that offered you. Like, you need to go talk to some other, you know, colleges and go on visits and stuff. And a lot of times I'll see, you know, players, they'll, they'll commit, you know, right away, um, even if it's like, you know, Mississippi State. Uh, but my advice is, dude, why make somebody work for it. You know what I mean? Like, for example, maybe, you know, uh, say you have me at least have like a, you know, a list of five and, you know, you go see those five different schools. That way, if you ultimately do choose Mississippi State, uh, you'll know in your heart that you're good with it. You won't, you won't be doubting it. You know what I mean? Compare that yeah. to say that Mississippi state offers and hell, you don't even get to hear, uh, what, what, uh, Sullivan at Florida has to say, um, or, or, um, coach Kingston at South Carolina or, you know, anybody, because, you know, you just like prejacked it. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of time kids will commit so early and they end up getting to school and it just, it's not a good fit, man. It's like, <clears throat> It's just uh, you know, it's, but now with the transfer portal, I mean that's another that's a that's a horse of a different color. But um, I guess this point to summarize is if you know for the mega studs and the other guy, other you know medium medium grade, you know mid major guys, you need to go somewhere where you're wanted. Like, don't act desperate. You know, if, when you start acting desperate, dude, these college coaches, I swear to God, if you're blowing them up because there's you know kids that do this, you know, sending emails, um, videos uh it's it can be a turnoff you know like yeah you know but you know i can see you know someone's argument would be well uh, i'm uncommitted uh i'm going into my senior year in july and i'm uncommitted i'm kind of freaking out pegs like you know like you know, so yeah. and, and you know ultimately though it's it's kids are just there's so much it seems like they're just so much um kind of just cause like you know they're committing so early and, and, and all that stuff. But the, my, my biggest piece of advice would be talk to other schools, like talk to, you know, even if you, if it's your dream school, even if it's your dream school, you still should, should talk to, you know, a couple others just to hear what they have to say, because there's a good chance if you're committing that damn early as a freshman, there's a really good chance that coach that just committed you ain't going to be there. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of um, like, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, a kid here, and at Andrew Jackson, Skylar Hegler, if I'm not mistaken, he 
verbally committed to Clemson. And then, you know, we, me and you were on the phone last night just kind of talking about just, you know, catching up. And we were talking about the changes the Clemson baseball program is going through at this point in time. You know, you kind of just wondered, do you, you, you know, like you're going off of what you're saying, it's he might have committed too early. Yeah, no, and it's and you know, like with, when you're a player and you're having to, to be the victim. I mean, it's just part of the business. You're part of it's how it goes. When you're when you're a player and, and your head coach gets fired or or a new coaching staff, if you're in a transition, it sucks, man. Um, generally speaking, it sucks. I mean, you could have been a player. Okay, so say that you know, just using Monty as an example. So Monty, let's say he recruited a player, um, and then he gets to Clemson and he didn't really like him that much. He was like, yeah, whatever. But say Backage comes in and loves the kid, you know, so it can go either way. But generally speaking, yeah. generally speaking, if you're a player of that current school, you get a new head skip, it's 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 not it's gonna be not as good for you because uh, you just gotta keep in mind that coach gets to town. He didn't recruit you in high school. He has no connection with you. He ain't never seen you. He's probably looked at your numbers and in, in some videos. Um, but otherwise, it's you know a lot of times new coaches, college coaches, it'll. It'll be kind of just like, all right, we gotta get these old bananas out of here and get my guys in. Yeah. Um, and dude, especially with the portal shit, like, you know, there, there's already been, I think, you know, three or four guys from Michigan committed Clemson. You know, when I was in college, you had to sit out of here if you're going to transfer like that. Yeah. And so that was that was basically had you know guys, you know, the ball and chain back in, you know, it's not there anymore. Um. So I mean, dude, it's I think it's nuts to call it. I feel for college coaches, you know, just having to. Yeah manage Ross. I mean, like, hey, Tommy, Tommy White, freaking Babe Ruth, NC State. Uh, that surprised me to see him transfer. Right? And you know what? A lot of these schools are getting guys now with NLI deals. Like, the school doesn't directly write it, but they have, you know, like, boosters that have business, and so that can be the tipping point. So, hey, so if you're Florida State, say, hey, Tommy, you can stay up there at, at NC State and you do your thing, you know, you get, you get your – uh your student loans, you know, because to make up the rest of your tuition. But if you come down to Tallahassee, we got a $45,000 NLI deal waiting for you. Yeah. And so it's like, well, ooh. And, and, dude, the football stuff's even more outrageous. Um, you know, baseball's not going to be, you know, as bad as football because there's just not the money. Um, yeah. But it's – the roster moves are – I feel like there's more roster moves in baseball than football. I, I'd like to – I'd love to check that number. Like, like, like guys that go in the portal with NCAA baseball, there's yeah. got a n- number of guys for football. I mean, I talked about with uh, Bryce and Alan Williams, you know, former Gamecock. He's now mm-hmm. an assistant grad with UNC up in Chapel Hill. He, you know, I had him on the podcast a couple episodes back, and he's talked about how it's such a – the transfer portal, in his perspective, is such a, such a gamble because, you know, you got guys that are, just, you know, committed to the program that's that are going to get lost in the shuffle from new guys coming in and then there's guys that are I guess I guess but the best way me and him put it was they could get lost in that transfer the, the gamble uh, the gamble is a good way to put it um I think it is a, it's a huge gamble you know it's I like Tommy it's, White it's a risky one though it, it really depends it's almost like a case-by-case analysis like Tommy White that yeah. is risky because in my opinion, I'm big on like juju and just aura. Like some about those freaking NC State colors on him, it makes his shit sync up, and he rakes. We'll see what he does in Tallahassee. Um, but I think that's very, very risky. It's like, dude, why? Obviously, maybe the hidden guy down there is doing something right. You like what it's working for you, and you leave. Uh, it's. I feel like there might be more to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's. And I, and I think the next thing I was going to ask you is. Being a, a you know being an agent and you know personally, me and you t- talked about it the other day. You've had a few guys go into that portal. So my question being for you, how you know how does one being you for an example, you know, be able to? I guess you could say comprehend and stay with the process with your guys. You know, because you know the. Some of the you know the guys are just thinking, you know, one of them committed to the team here in the state. I'm not throwing his name out there, but uh, you know, and me and you both have watched him before. He 
he's got potential. And then, you know, my question, I think basically my question is, how does one be able to just keep up with the pace of being the transfer portal? Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, you're talking about Brewer, um, you know, it's, it's, as far as, you know, the decision to be made, it was, um, you know, just something for him. He just needed new scenery. I think Dylan's it just, again, I think the orange and the purple, it just don't work for him because, right. I mean, I, you know, I, th- I think, you know, we know he can play um, the stuff in the summer he's done. Um, and for whatever reason, man, he's seen new scenery. Um, and as far as, you know, I, I kind, of, kind of fortunate with that one because, you know, obviously Monty was not the head coach anymore. Um, but I've had players in the past, you know, it's, you know, those are some tough phone calls when I, when I get a call from, you know, coaches, assistant coaches, uh, the minute after the player leaves and when he is meeting to tell me he was going to portal, you know, they call me and rake me out. And it's like, you know, I don't work for those damn coaches. I work for players. I work for Dylan Brewer. I work for Maggie Okoto. I love you, Mr. College coach. I love your college. It's a beautiful, fine place, but I don't freaking work for you. Right. So, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it, it, my view of it is like, especially when the draft comes along, you know, the, the, those scouts and, and those teams, their job is to sign players for the, the very least amount of money as possible, right? Yeah. My job is, is to, to get, get him out. paid the very most. So, you know, we're pulling. So, you know, they're going to be pulling down hard, and I'm be pulling up hard, and, we, you know, we usually meet in the, meet in the middle. Um, and, and so it's, you know, <clears throat> sometimes these players will, you know, now with the portal and stuff, uh, the players just have more rights now, man. Like, you know, I guess a voice maybe because the internet and like Twitter and stuff, but yeah, uh, like like players just have rights. Like as far as you know, they can leave now. Like they can get paid. Like when I was in college, it was almost like you know the colleges, especially in football, were just pimping out. Like they were the pimps and the players were the hoes. Especially football, dude, because they're it, especially some of these big colleges. It's like owning the Carolina Panthers, but you're not having to have a payroll. <laughs> <laughs> The Panthers just throwing this out there. The Panthers are just so hard to watch these days. I'm just being honest here. Not to get off script, but as you were saying, though. Yeah, you know, it's basically it's like running a co- pro team, but you got free players out there. Yeah. Like, damn, this is nice. <laughs> so, this is know, busy. Do you go think, ahead. Do you think the, the NIL stuff has – changed you know college sports in general in a good way you think or where do you stand on that i think it has because i you know i work for the players and i think what what um has happened with nil it's made players you know get paid because here's the thing especially these football guys i mean i think there's like a a high schooler um rumored to have like an eight million dollar nil deal um with tennessee i think but okay so he goes tennessee He he gets his money Right, he gets paid. He gets drafted first round. Let's say game two, he gets hit, blows ACL out. Done. Never plays football again. At least he got to cash out and get the bread while he could. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not, dude. Especially like you know, football, the higher impact sports. Um, it's not guaranteed you're gonna be playing that shit your the whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, it's really, it's 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 literally one day. We you know each game. That's the only one you got. You know, guaranteed. Because, you know, um, it's, it's the old money ball cliche. You know, we're all told at an age when we got to hang them up. Mm-hmm. And you got to think of life after the sports. And, you know, just kind of going back off to what you were talking about with the schools, you know, as far as, you know, recruiting and things like that, you know, the sports is one side of, you know, you rather, you know, listen to, like you were saying, listen to what they have to offer. Because, you know, I've had guys and girls talk about how, where they want to go to that school that helps them develop on the sports side of things. And more importantly, when, you know, just being a, per, you know, general life and, you know, being a person trying to make whatever. The college experience. Is. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You go, you know, going and living with people you never met before and in diversity and, you know, and seeing different perspectives on things and, and seeing how uh, you know other people do stuff. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I feel like it doesn't. It's not necessarily whether it's you know Logan Sal talking about another college Charleston guy. He said it does. You know whether it's D one or Division three, go where it you know go where you feel like you fit in. Yeah, and where you're wanted. 
uh, that you know fit in, wanted try to make them, you know, try to make the most of both sports and that college life. Mm-hmm. So just kind of segue into something else here, you know, as I, as I mentioned before, you were, you pitched at the college of Charleston, you played for coach Monty Lee. What was it like playing for Monty? Love playing for him, man. He's Monty's, he's, he's, he's the man. Um, you know, he did, it didn't work out at Clemson, but I think he'll bounce back. Uh, you know, I think there were some other, you know, issues with perhaps maybe some assistance or whatever, maybe lackluster assistance. But as far as Monty, dude, he's legit, man. It's, you know, just he, he's a damn good person. I'll say that about him. Um, and, you know, I, I hate that it didn't work at, at Clemson. And it was it was just fresh. I don't know, man. It was, it was weird what happened over there. Um, right. You know, and so uh, I don't know if he'll, he'll land a gig, you know, this year, but I think he'll be um, back coaching again next year. And, because I, you know, reading a lot of the social media stuff, and you could probably say this as well. Monty is a baseball guy, for sure. And and he's very relate. His interpersonal skills are exceptional. Like he's very relatable. Like dude, he can connect with a kid because you know he he's from from modest you know upbringings, and he made a you know he's he's self made kind of guy. Yeah. Um And so you know he he can connect with you know a kid you know low income area you know lives in poverty from the inner city. Um, you know, or, or, or a country boy out in Camden, a Lugoff. Um, about to say, yeah, Lugoff, because that's about 30 ish minutes for fans. I'm just going to throw this out there. I hope, I hope for the love of God, somebody lets, lets Monty Lee listen to this. I would love, love to have Monty Lee in Sky to Softball as a coach. Dude, I, I he would. would. I'm telling you, he probably would because uh, he loves shit like that, man. I'm telling you, like, he's. The um, you know, I don't know if you saw you could you know some of the social media stuff as far as like you know team building. Like here's the thing, all those Clemson guys, I didn't, I ain't heard one guy bash money, you know, and and is like right. they they all, you know, they loved him and and uh and again I think and I'll be straight up I think it was just lackluster assistance is the reason they didn't win. I think Monty just he didn't have good folks around him, um and that's what happened. Uh, but as far as Monty, dude, he's gonna be I think he'll be just fine, um. His next gig, he needs to get some better assistance. Um, you know, get a, get a squad up, and then he'll be he'll be just fine. You know, I mean, like I said, if he does take a year off, you know, hats off to the guy. You know, like me and you were talking about on the phone last night. Just, he's, you know, Monty's a family guy too. I would go to Disney World. And I, didn't you tell me that too? I freaking love Disney, Disney World. World. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Ah. I say I know my brothers listen to this. Well, I hope my brothers listen to this podcast. If not, well, yeah, doing it, yeah, do it big. Go to Animal Kingdom, like where you got you get to sleep with the zebras and stuff. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden, run screaming bloody murder when there's a big old animal run, or big old lion running after me. Yeah, you wake up and it's like a, a tiger licking your face through the window. <laughs> I mean, hey, fl- fluffy boy here needs to lose some weight, anyways. But I digress. But yeah, like I said, I'd love. They probably that. like your beard. They probably think you're a fellow mammal. <laughs> or not man, not man. Well, yeah, you are a male. Uh, you know what I meant, though. <laughs> oh, geez, this is why you have a commendable beard. This is this is why I wanted you on the podcast. Just You've I, always had a great beard, though, Matt. You hey, know, for it, for those listening out there, you heard it here first. It's does, it's, it's, it's Pegler Agency approved. I can't grow like I can't really grow a beard like, and so you know I can appre- I can you know admire, I guess uh, you know commendable. It's it's very. Very noteworthy beard there, and you've oh, been you said been grooming it, huh? Yeah, been grooming it, trying to get it a little more uh, decent, not mountain managed. So, so when you're just sitting there at the house, or you know maybe at work, or whatever, you just sit there and comb it. Uh, well, comb, well, yeah, comb it. Whenever I get cleaned up, I usually do sh- shampoo and condition. Condition. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Oh, but uh, hey. uh I need to get some more beard product stuff. So, but uh, if there's anybody out there with beard products, you know. Yeah, well, we need some beard products. And put yeah, Matthew love- Scott on a commercial because commendable. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. But, you know, like I said, going back to Monty, I'd love to have Monty. Yeah, sorry. Got a little sidetracked there. <laughs> no, I mean, no. This is why, this is why we were having fun here on the podcast because we, we don't know what we're going to talk about. But, no, yeah. Like yeah, said, this is Monty. uncensored. No script. <laughs> Like I said, but yeah, Monty, I would love to have Monty Lee. So if any, if Monty somehow listens to this, 
There's I'll send it to him. Yeah, send it to him. Open invitation, October 15th. I'm not 100% announcing the location yet because I'm keeping that hush-hush. Uh, I say, Pegs, you know where I'm talking about. But hey, coming at you live. We are live, pal. But, uh, you know, one of the other things I'm talking about is – you know, as far as playing for Coach Lee, you, you know, your time playing at the College of Charleston, you know, playing for a program like that, you know, playing for Coach Lee, and you, you know, you were part of, I want to say there was a regional appearance in there somewhere. I want to say 2012. Yeah, yeah, we went to, or two years, 2012 and 2013. The first regional was at Coastal Carolina, um, and the next year was at Florida. So, Florida. What was it Gators. like pitching? What was that pitching? What was that like pitching in that atmosphere, the SEC atmosphere? Well, I had a no hitter going until, but I threw against Bethune Cookman. It was us, Florida, Georgia Tech, and Bethune Cookman. When we lost game one against Georgia Tech, I threw game two, Bethune Cookman. I had a no hitter going into the sixth, I think, or seventh. Um, I think I got, I think I walked a guy and a dude comes up. Oh, oh, uh, go, oh, oh, Johnson, you know, hammer Johnson breaking ball. And he goes, Gah-gee! and hits it out. And I, I gave up one hit the whole free. I won a complete game, one hit the Homer. Yeah. Cause Ooh. I think there was one, you know, I was looking at your stats earlier, 2012. You had a hell of a season, my guy. Oh boy. I was carving, man. You know, so, carving, my, you know, so my, my, I think my next question being was, uh, I usually ask, you know, I've had pitchers come on here on the podcast and talk. So who was probably who was the toughest guy you ever had to pitch against? George Springer. Remember? George Springer. That's Cap. I'm I'm spelling BS on that one. You did not pitch Springer. Dude, he, he they came down and played us in a spring break tournament, UConn. Sheesh. Yeah, he was good. God, he looked so good in uniform, too. Like, just gliding out. And, dude, he was big, man. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of more, I guess, traditional. Like, Kenny Lofton, little speed center fielder. Like, he was good. So, he was uh, – who else, though? Let me let me think. Um, uh, dude, I thought um, Macker – I forget his first name. He was at Citadel. Justin Mackert. Okay. Um, he raked. <laughs> like he was huge. Uh, and he just dropped bombs. It's like every time they played us, um, Mackert raked. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, Springer probably stands out the most to me. Um my freshman year we played the the um coastal regional and uh Russell Wilson. So it was us, um Stony Brook, Coastal. Yeah, NC or no? Uh, was it NC State? No, yeah, because then he went and played football at uh, Wisconsin, okay. right? Yeah, NC State. Um, right. You know, he was pretty good. What? What? Eh. If if he didn't play, you know, he what? He wasn't that much of a baseball. I mean, he was okay, but I mean, I think just, he, I think he ended up sticking to his day job. You know, I think he's doing all right. He's got he's just got Sierra. This is his wife, right? You know, a couple a couple of. Big time contracts, you know. Some, some did Sierra sing the song "My My Goodies"? I have never listened to a Sierra song, and I'm probably for if there's any females out there, I'm probably sounding uncultured. Did you listen to the Merle Beach song? Oh, dude, I gotta listen to that after we get off. You there. didn't listen to it. I did, and I forgot to. Dude. You're a sellout, man. I, I'm not a no. Nah, I'm not a sellout. If I'm a sellout, that means I shaved. Yeah. That's that's well, my definition well, of a sellout. Well, after the PC, listen to it. A podcast, sorry. Yeah, I mean PC podcast. Everybody. Yeah, duh. So, uh, you know, what was during your time at uh, College Charleston? What I usually, you know, this is me trying to pick some of the guys and girls' brains. What was a away stadium you enjoyed going to play at? Hmm. Auburn, Auburn's really cool. Um, let's see, dude, I like Jacksonville. We would go down to JU, yeah, and they have a field. It's a little small. It's a mid-major school, um, but it's like right there on the water. JU had a nice setup. Where else? 
Uh, Chapel Hill. I like I like UNC Chapel Hill because they have like the dorms, you know, like and right it overlooks the field. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm. I feel like Florida's on your list somewhere. Dude, Florida's awful. The old their old stadium. It's not their current stadium. Oh, that was their old stadium. Okay. Dude, their old stadium was awful. It was so hot. It's Florida. What do you expect? Like, I don't think you understand. There's no covered seats. It's just like, oh my God. Mm. I I'm gonna say, I'm probably gonna say Auburn. I like Auburn. You know, I, we played in the tournament in Auburn. I, I started against uh, Sean Manea, who Sean Manea is the left-handed pitchers in the league right now with the uh, Oakland A's, but he was at Indiana State um, back then, and uh, that place really stood out to me. I say that place stood out to you, and you're just slowly name-dropping some people. It's like, yeah, I pitched Springer. He kicked my tail. And then Sean Manea, Padres left-handed. I struck out Springer. You struck out Springer. Yeah, look it up. I, I'm going to after this podcast. After the but, podcast, uh, after the PC, go on your little iPhone and look it up. It'll be the box score from. Uh, you know what? I, I might find it for you. Wait, I'm, oh no, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What pitch did you strike him out on? Cutter had a little Mariano Rivera action. You know, I didn't throw hard, Matt. Like I was like, I'd be like, you know, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Um, 89, like I wouldn't even hit 90, bro. But so little, I'll tell you, little great Maddox. But I, hey, I could put a damn baseball just about wherever I want to. And I had a little cutter. And, uh, you know what? And with college hitters, especially, you know, in college Charleston, you know, mid major league, uh, if you can go in and out and you'll keep the ball down and, uh, <clears throat> move it around a little bit, you'd be just fine. It's all these kids nowadays, they just want to throw as hard as they can. They throw freaking, watermelons right down the middle and it's like when it's a hot summer day everybody wants a watermelon you know what i mean yeah and i feel like that that was one thing that surprised me from i never really i guess you said i never looked at pictures with you you know during my time i was in you know did my internship with you and fun fact for anybody at home i did a little scouting internship with mr pegler here and so it was great I still, you know, I still scout from time to time, but uh, I got we got to sneak in games, man. We're like, you know, people recognize us, and then, but hey, did you see Pegs and Matthew Scott were in the house? Oh, uh, that's every time you know here in Lancaster County, there's be like, hey, it's like, hey, what's up, Matt? I'm like, uh, not much. Who's Matt? You know, me. me. Well, that that damn beard. <laughs> I mean, can't hide that. Man, I, I remember one night, fun scouting story. For me. One night it was cold as all get out it was Camden versus Andrew Jackson I walked you know I walked in for free just because you know legend I but, mean they uh, paid me there I made an appearance but uh you know I walked in there I had a darn ski mask up in my face I had the fogging on because I was freezing I'm like ain't nobody gonna recognize me I'm just gonna stand by and home plate get my scout whoever's pitching hitting get my film back to Pegler get the job done <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Dude, those, I remember you went and saw Cutter with me at Lancaster. Um, I, dude, that's the worst. God, I hate it. In my opinion, in the South, they almost should switch high school football season and high school baseball season. Because if you think about it, the majority of high school football season, like the first 10 weeks, eight weeks, are freaking burning hot. Yeah. And it got all that equipment. And, you know, baseball season, it's almost like, about, you know, it's, it's, more, it's colder just as much or cold just as, as much as it is. Um, hot like do those February scrimmages like end of uh, end of January inter squads? Oh my god, I feel like and I feel like Cotto, you know, I, from the glimpse I watched of him this past year in Kentucky, I feel like he's going to be a guy to watch. And as yeah, people, man, he's keep it, keep a heads up for I'm going, I'm actually leaving. I fly out to go to Cape more uh, Cape Cod tomorrow. Um, so I'm gonna go see him. So yeah, he's he's kind of like a, a dark horse, you know. I feel like he's got a blossom, but, you know, like we we're saying, you know, we went and watched. That was – honestly, that night you called me up and told me you were in Lancaster. I was thinking nothing to it. But when I walked in there for that scrimmage, you know, it was March weather, you know, casual, and there's scouts, MLB, you know, jackets here and there, and I'm standing there and I look at you and I'm just thinking, what the mm-hmm. – And all of a sudden – Yeah, like, they, they, they should have drafted him then. Uh, when they could have got him for a discount, now it's going to be a premium. Hey, that premium account hits different. 
Hey, he's, I mean, he is the hardest throwing left-handed pitcher in all of college baseball, according to D1 Baseball and Trackman. And as you would say, the more you know. Well, now you know. Oh, oh now you know. Excuse me. Sorry. Dude, you just, oh, my God. We're going to have to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't said that in a while. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, he uh, – so we'll see what happens with Cody. But, yeah, I'm going to see him tomorrow. Nice, nice. But uh, what, uh, what team is he playing for in the Cape Cod? Hyenas Harbor Hawks. And if there's anybody in that area, go check out Mags. And who knows, you might see Mr. Pegler repping the Pegler Agency out there. But, uh, you know, next question I was going to get in with you is, you know, as you finish up with baseball, you – from what, from basically what I understand is, you know, you, you went from baseball to being a baseball agent. Talk about, you know, just, I, I, I guess you could say it's a I went to law school. I, I went to law school after CFC, though. Right. About, like, what got you into wanting to be an agent? Sorry, I muted myself. Um, you know, it, I, I, uh, I've always been a baseball guy, you know, grew up playing. My dad coached me, blah, blah. Every summer, you know, travel. Um, and I, you know, when I get home to school, I, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to, to pay my bills or get paid playing the game. However, I wanted to still work in the game somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's why you know, kind of, I, I initially maybe thought about getting in, in the front office gig, um, but it was, you know, just a lot more appealing. And you know, going, to, I, I kind of like going to. To games like I get off on going and finding players that nobody knows about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's all the perfect game rankings and you know the top ten and blah blah blah. But I'm tell you what, I free ain't nothing is more gratifying to me than going out on my own and finding some you know guys on my own. Um, and I I just you know I guess that's a natural, um, you know, just love or whatever. Uh, and I feel like I'm good at you know as far as just you know lingo and just being around baseball people. Done it my whole life. So it's like for yeah. me, when I got in school, I was like, okay, that's a, a big asset that I have is that I'm just, you know, been around baseball. So, you know, small talk, you know, networking, just being able to talk baseball. Why would I go and get into computer software sales? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with computer software sales. But if you know you're a baseball player your whole life and you grew up, uh, you know, playing it, blah, blah, like, like that's a tool that you've developed, you know, just the feel for the game. And, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, why would you, you know, to me, my view, I was like, well, okay, I'm trying to use, utilize this tool a little bit. Um, you know, so. So you've done this now since what, 2017, 16, how far back? Yeah, 16. So going back to 2016, I've, I feel like you've been to some interesting places as far as, you know, going out to find these players. What? Where's, where has been the most interesting places you have been to? By far the most interesting or just like crazy visit I ever did was uh, Michael McKinney. He lives up in West Virginia, um, Sophia, West Virginia. And the first time I ever met, you know, I talked to him, initiated, um, you know, contact uh, his summer coach. I, I knew him, blah, blah, blah. And so I talked to him on the phone and I finally drove up there um, one evening to go see him and, and uh I thought we were going to go get something to eat, you know, just hit like, I thought it was going to be me, him, his mom and dad. And then he goes, Hey, we're just having a bonfire at my, at my grandma's. So you just come over here. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So I'm going to do is where he lives. It's, it's a very, um, it's a uh, man, like, like he's like disadvantaged. Like they don't, there's not much money there. Right. And so it's a very kind of podunk, I guess, area, if you want to say. And so I'm going up this mountain, you know, I get off the exit, drive a couple miles, get you take the street. I'm going up a, you know, a little small mountain, I get to the driveway, and he goes, hey, we're bound in the back. Just come down. So I'm walking around the side of the carport, and I can see, you know, where the bonfire is. It's down a, it's down a hill. It's like a grassy prairie, probably 200-yard walk. Uh, so I'm walking, you know, walking. And then all of a sudden I get close, and I walk up, and there's damn like 15, 20 people that I'm telling you, like around this. But it probably, probably 15 uh, sitting around this, this bonfire. Um and it was his holes, like it was his, his, his aunts, his uncles, his, his, you know, everybody, friends. Well, not friends, but, you know, a couple of, like, close friends. Um, and so I sat down. They gave me, like, you know, a water, I think, or maybe Diet Coke, something like that. Yeah. And we sat there by the damn bonfire for about an hour and a half, two hours just talking. <laughs> uh, 
uh and then i went you know my hotel that 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 night woke up the next day we went and you know hit in some stuff at the field um and then i went back but i'll never forget walking down <laughs> that group that prairie knoll that grassy sorry that grassy knoll um and just thinking to myself, like, what the hell am I doing right now? Shitty <laughs> <laughs> boy felt uh, out of out of uh, touch. It seems like. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it was it was, but but you know, looking back on it, you know, it, it was it was awesome. He's he's a damn good kid and damn good family and and so you know I, that, but that's definitely the craziest I would say visit. Yeah. House and, I mean, and I know you found guys like uh, I don't know. And correct me if, if I'm wrong, uh, Wandy. Mm-hmm. But I say, where did you find a guy like Wandy at? That was, dude, Wandy was so random. Like, <laughs> no, against him, obviously. I mean, that was, no, I just, that was, I saw some video on him. Um, and I, I got somebody in the or, oh, I think I have a, a buddy who's a scout, um, for the Padres, and he saw him like in low A. I don't know. I do. I just honestly like Wandy was just like research. I got lucky and researched the fuck out of him. Oh, shit, god dang it. Uh, but um, don't uh, worry for, was... for anybody listening. We, we were it. expecting some cuss words in here, so we'll probably put the uh, E beside this episode for explicit content. Yeah, Matt told me I can't say any of those that those ones. Um, so I apologize. Uh, but uh, now I just do. I DM'd him on Instagram. Got his number, or he he talked on Keek, like this app or Kick, whatever you say, like K I K. Yeah. Um, and dude, we would I just text him, and we just create a little relationship, and and it was probably like a you know probably two or three months of just you know I talked to him probably once or twice a week, um, and you know, yeah. and that, that was it. Wandy, that yeah, he's a, he, that's a random, you know, it's. I mean, like I guess is Wandy. I'm pretty sure he's throwing what a hundred mile an hour fastball. Yeah, like cheese. But, you know, but that, but that's the thing now, man. It's like you know, players they can get you know if if but for these camera phones and the internet, uh, you know, Twitter and all that would never known about them. Right. I mean, and social media is one. I say social media is a good thing if you're doing if we're you're you're into that field, you know, trying to find guys. And then you know, from my perspective of it, just from reaching out to people whether it's playing in this little charity event, the sponsoring to donating items, you know, things like that. It's been definitely interesting because, you know, when you talk about how you just literally DM'd Wandy, I, I felt the, the, you know, I was able to relate to that because God knows I have DM'd so many people from since 2014 with literally just the one brief sentence Hey, got a question for you. Would you be interested in playing in this small charity event? And then all of a sudden, you just, it's interesting to see it grow over time because you've been a part of this, you know. Yeah, this uh, you just got some some skill. Like they just like you get the people. They see all this crazy. It's nuts, man. Um, you know, people just connect with you. I don't know. You have you got the X factor or whatever you want to call it, but you uh. You know, the, the social media has, gives you the capability to, to be able to connect with folks. For sure. And, you know, one other thing before I kind of flip it, flip the script here on you is, you know, being in your own business, you know, being the bagway agency, just being a businessman, trying to, you know, find these guys, make deals with such and such. What would you would you have any advice to any? business person or entrepreneur out there trying to get into what you know the, the just the world of making deals and connecting with people and things like that yeah i would say it's, it's all about sorry it's all about uh personal connections man like you know that's in my opinion that'll take you further you know than everything so it's like if you have the opportunity to go out to eat with somebody or take a phone call you know do it because you never know down the road you know what, what that, that connection can set up for you, and a lot of stuff in baseball, jobs and stuff. You know, it's just kind of word of mouth references. Yeah, you know, word of mouth gets everywhere these days. But and uh, before I forget, one other question about your time from Charleston is this: 
what is your all-time favorite memory from playing at the College of Charleston? Probably the, the game in Florida against uh, Bethune. Like the one-hitter? Yeah, the one-hitter. Good, the CG. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, that was definitely my highlight. There you go. If you had to pick one game, that, that one right there. And so we're now flipping the script into the Skyda part of this, as basically everybody knows how I go about my interviews. You know, me and you inter- first got in touch in about 2017, I think it was, just because – you know, I was seeing this small agency out of Charlotte just because being a baseball guy, I thought it was cool as all get out seeing a baseball agency located up in Charlotte at the time. I know you're not, I know you're not in Charlotte now, but I digress. And then we, you know, I just, I reached out to you, kind of, you know, like we were saying, the, that DM sort of thing. I was kind of like, hey, would you, be, you guys be interested in this, that, and all of a sudden, I, I'm guessing it was you or some whoever runs your socials said, give you a call. And all of a sudden, we did, yeah, I gave you a call. And just the next few months, we got to know each other a little bit. And then you came for the first time in 2018, our fifth year when we were in Lexington. So, what was that like, the experience, experiencing the event for the first time? I mean, I thought I loved it, um, you know, but I, but I like doing stuff like that. It's good for you, you know. It um, it's very great to me, you know, doing charity work like that, you know, and stuff, just using your time. Um, it's very gratifying. So, I, I and slipping softball is fun, too. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I still try to give the old Gary Sheffield bat waggle and try to hit one 300. Yeah, even though you made me umpire. Yeah, I, 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 I still got your receipt to have you go. Yeah, get that, folks. You made me a freaking umpire. I go there to play, and he's like, Pace, you up? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm, I need to get some ABs. I'm trying to get some ABs. I'm working on timing. Listen, you know, you know, I've been, I've been hey, seeing the ball deep. You know, I'm trying to get the head a little bit more in the middle, you know. And I mean, he's like, well, I need to call ball strikes. <laughs> hey, listen. So, I, granted, I could not have – I did not have an umpire with me that year. Pegler did a heck of a job. You know, I did. You know, I used to inter- I used to do umpire in the inner squad in Charleston. I like it. I like doing it. But you know, like I said, I still got the receipts. You know, I I, I owe you a game. Who knows? Maybe that's October fifteenth at a undisclosed location. You know, I like me and Pegler dropped the seed, the teaser here in this episode. But, teaser. But you know, being you know being a part of this now, you know, you've been a part of the year five. You know, he was attending. He came in 2019, I want to say. And then overall, just being a sponsor, you've been involved with it a lot. Just, I guess, looking back on that, what's it been like for you? So it's, it's, it's just like the, the uh, you know, the game. It's, it's you know, stuff like that. You got it. You got it. In my opinion, you know, we, you know, I'm very fortunate. We're blessed with a lot. A lot to be thankful for, um, you know, health, would be health, uh, you know, uh, financial resources, wherever it be. And so, you know, it, in my view, um, just you need to do stuff like that, help out, you know, folks that, that aren't as fortunate, you know, kids, you know, with diabetes um, that aren't as blessed and fortunate to have, you know, they don't have to worry about that when they're growing up. I mean, their whole life, really. Yeah, I mean, and it's always interesting to just kind of throw this out there. It's always interesting to, to find those players when – you know, I've interacted with them through social media and things like that, whether it's my personal social medias or the sky to softball social medias and things like that, where come game day, all the players, you know, come out and they're, you know, they're all looking, you know, where's the guy in charge? And everybody points fingers at me. And they're just, I'm sure you were like this. I, I feel like probably just sat there and thought this, this guy's running this. <laughs> yeah, really. They fake it till you make it. I mean, hey, you know, it's it's always it's entertaining to me to just to see those reactions. I'm just kind of sitting there, I'm thinking, yeah, I've done this for a while. As you walk up, combing your beard in your hand. <laughs> yes, I mean, I still need them. You're on the head again, charge you. Okay, you make any questions? All right, good. Here's the batting order. <laughs> 
here's the bang order. Who here's the starting pitcher, bullpen. You got it. You know your spot. Go to it. But, Easy, uh, bam, bam. But uh, you know, and and Pegs, usually one thing I do here is I this is how I usually end the podcast episode is this. What is it like to you? I feel like I'm repeating the question, but what is it like to you being a part of the event, the organization, and what we're trying to do as far as trying to help the kids go to camp? And, you know, just from that, you know, from looking back from 2018 to now, like I said, you've played, you've been a sponsor, you've supported what we're doing. Just, you know, all, all aspects of it. What's it been like to you just trying to make – help make an impact for this organization i mean yes i i, pre- I feel like we just talked i just said this i mean it, it, it's no, no, just gratifying man it's yeah. like you know charity and self-service it's gratifying and in my opinion uh you know the, the purpose of life is to make your brain squirt happy juice and when you do stuff like that it may just put things into perspective and it, it makes you know, even if maybe perhaps you know you didn't feel like or you had something going on you're going out there and giving your time to those kids, especially, you know, the fact that it's kids to me, which is intriguing. Um, you know, I, have, I guess I have a little special uh, kids really, I guess, you know, hit the hit can pull gotcha. my heartstrings, I guess you could say. Um, so it's, it's, it's been awesome, man. Again, it's, it's gratifying. It's like, it's, it's, it's a good group of people. It's not like, you know, some kind of eyewash BS stuff. Um, I think it's, I think it's great, man. Like you're helping kids. Well, that being said, one once again, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate everything you've been a part of with us since, you know, I first met you back in 2017. But last but not least, Pegs, I'm going to let you have the floor here for a moment. You know, plug away anything you want to plug away, whether it's the socials, plug anything you want. You know, I've plugged in plenty, you know, especially, I hope, we get the beard sponsors. The you know Monty Lee shows up. I owe you a receipt to come play on October fifteenth. But I digress. It is your time. Let it rip. You know I really don't have any plugs. I'm gonna try to get Monty there. Um, but I don't really have any plugs. I mean I, I feel I think it's great what you're doing. Um, and I got I got a pack. I'm flying out to the Cape at like six thirty in the morning. Oof. And then you know that's the age of life. That's the time of this recording. Sure. We had some. At the time of this recording, we are going almost on one o'clock in the morning. But last, yeah, but it's like when I'm, Pegs, I'm packing, I'm like packing right now. But last but not least, once again, Pegs, I appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. For those listening at home, don't forget to like, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, such as Apple and Spotify. Uh, make sure you go follow Sky the Softball on Twitter and Instagram at Sky the Softball G, Sky the Softball Game on Facebook. Uh, Sky Softball Podcast, like I said, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And once again, we appreciate you for listening to this episode of the Sky Softball Podcast. Hey, everybody. We at the 521 Finland Station are a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Come down to see us at the 521 Finland Station here in Kershaw, South Carolina, home of the 16-ounce ribeye.